is a big week for the Jaguars, but last night the NFL showed that at the end of the day, it's just a game. I'll talk about that and more and try to tie all this stuff together for you, the Jaguar fan, in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining me on Locked On Jaguars. I'm Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen, reminding you we are free on all platforms. Wherever you get your podcast, we are free every single day. You don't have to pay for it. Once again, man, thank you for making us your first listen here on Locked On Jaguars. This is a tough day. It's a tough day. Um, big week for the Jags, and it it's kind of surreal. It, it, you know, with the events last night, I'm not going to bury the lead. Uh, watching the Bills and Bengals game, as you all know, um, Damari Hamlin was injured, and um, to say the least, he was injured, lost, lost consciousness. He fainted, passed out. <laughs> had some sort of cardiac event and um, had to be given CPR on the field and in front of his teammates. And um, it, 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 it kind of, I'm not going to say it, it changed the way that I was going to do this show today, but it did actually, it, it changed the way I see this week, but it kind of reminded me of the way that I've always seen uh, sports, especially football. So I'm going to get into that a little bit today. But talk about how you can balance it out where you where you still root for your team and understand that guys make a lot of business decisions and guys have to protect real estate on the field. How how you can still root for your team and still have the humanity aspect to it. Hopefully we'll we'll find some some sort of common ground on that today. And and I'm not being overly dramatic. You guys will We'll understand exactly where we're going with this when uh once we keep you know keep moving like you know we have to do our job here and our job is to talk to our fans and and talk to about what's going on with the team but there's there's a time when no pun intended you got to take a timeout and today is, is is a little bit of a timeout because just for a little bit of perspective the word, the name Dooku Kim, I don't know if it means a lot to a lot of people, but my grandmother and I were watching, I don't know if it was Wide World of Sports when I was a kid or if it was CBS Sports Sunday, whatever they called it. And Ray Mancini was fighting a, a boxer named Dooku Kim. And I was rooting for Ray Mancini because he was an American. He's from Youngstown, Ohio. He was boom, boom, Mancini. And um, Ray Mancini won the fight by knockout. Dooku Kim never woke up. He died. And I remember that as a kid. And I remember thinking, I remember Ray Mancini being just torn up about it. And and I remember 
thinking that, God, man, you could actually die playing these sports. Not just break your leg or break your arm. Or you could die. Like I played Little League and I saw guys break their arms or break. You could actually die from playing these sports. So I've always sort of viewed sports, especially these gladiator sports, with the ultimate form of respect. And it's not, especially in boxing, I, I never looked at boxing as the dude that can throw the hardest punch. I looked at the dude that could absorb that punishment and still stand in that fire. And I tried to always take those sports things and make them life lessons, right? Even in the realm of my own professions, and I say that with an S because I've had them, the easiest one I've ever done in terms of contact is the one I'm doing now when I did radio. It has its challenges, of course, but I never thought I was going to get hurt, right? And then being a barber, being an urban barber, and I'm not, trust me, when I tell you, I'm not making this up. Cutting hair shouldn't be dangerous, but when you're an urban barber, sometimes it, it can be, right? Especially when you're in a shop full of people in certain places. But it's always been something that has been extremely competitive, no matter what I did, even when I was in the military, it's competitive. And guys would get on each other and guys would go at each other. And you, you, but at, at the end of the day, you live to see another day, right? And at some point, competition was cool and getting on each other is cool and yapping and going at each other. And you can't do this. I'm better than you at this. I'm better than you at that. And competition is great. But at some point, there's a certain threshold we meet where it's timeout. Last night was a timeout for fandom. It was a timeout for um, just thinking about what color shirt we're going to wear to the game Saturday. It was timeout for hating on the Titans. It was timeout for all of that stuff. And if you follow me long enough, you notice I, I've never been the type of dude that thought players shouldn't talk to each other. I've always thought that that level of fandom was something, I'm not going to call it ridiculous because if that's what other people choose to do, that's what other people choose to do. But I've always thought that that level of like serious disdain was a little bit more than I could deal with because at the end of the day, the, the NFL, those guys are a fraternity just like military people, just like cops, just like my other fraternity, my secular fraternity, just like guys that grew up in the same neighborhood and come from the same stuff most of the time. Like we can bicker amongst each other, but you aren't going to, in the words of Ned Clinton, I'm not taking that from no bartender, right? Cowboys can argue with cowboys, but if you're a bartender, you stay out of it. I've always felt the need to sort of stay out of it a little bit when it came to serious, serious issues when it comes when it comes to players. I say all that to say this. You saw that fraternity last night when the Bengals and the Bills were on the field together. You saw why. You saw why. You saw grown men crying. You saw gladiators crying. You saw why I think it's always important to do this and cover this in a way that I feel like those guys are allowing us into their world and we're and we're we're a part of it on the edge of it and we're just to report what we see and compare and contrast but we don't know what it's like to be an NFL player if you've never been one. You don't know the risk. You don't know the sacrifice. That's why I never make somebody else's argument personal 
and somebody else's NFL beef or whatever personal for me because at the end of the day, those are people, man. We, we're fans and it's a game and we love it, but those are people. So what I'm going to do here today is I'm going to explain to you why I, I cover the game the way that I cover the game, the games rather. Um, The fact that I'm going to be transparent about the fact that I have never in my life seen anything like what I saw last night. You know, people like to come up with these. This reminds me of this. De- no, T-Wig, Anthony Wiggins, Tony Wiggins, Big Ant from the West Side. I have never in my life saw anything like what I saw last night. Ever. So bear with us today on a Tuesday. I know it's a big week for Jaguar fans. What I'll try to do in the third segment is I'll try to make it so that you guys understand it. I know it's it's going to be all right for us to wear teal and root for the Jaguars to beat Titans Saturday night, but still have this type of stuff on your mind and understand how important it is. I'm going to do all that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. Okay, man, I want to let you guys know that today's show is sponsored by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the daily fantasy game where you get to make judgments on these entries. That's right. When I say judgments, I mean the entries are set. There are player projections set to those entries by Prize Picks, and you get to decide whether they're right or wrong, and you can go more or less. Now, it's a very, very fun game. You can go get, download the Prize Picks app at your app store. Or you can go to prospects.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. It's just you and them, not a whole bunch of other people from around the country or across the street or down. You don't have to worry about somebody else putting in entries. It's just you against prize picks, man. All you have to do is pick between two and five players, and they will uh, tell whether they will score more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. That's right. MMA, boxing, Golf, Euro basketball, cricket, college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis does not matter. Prize Picks has an entry for you to decide whether it's more or less. It's safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with your promo code locked on. One word, locked on. If you deposit 100, Prize Picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Um, we thank you for joining us again here on Locked on Jaguars, your daily Locked on Jaguars podcast where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Your second listen should be Peter Bukowski at the Locked on Sports Today show. 30 minutes of the biggest stories from around the world of sports using local experts. You can't get it anywhere else like that, man. And, and and this is one of the greatest shows ever. I look at it. I watch it every single morning when I'm not a participant, but make sure you tune into that. Find it wherever you get your podcast. And it's free on all platforms as well. It was a hard day today. And, you know, I, I thought about how I was going to, to do this show. Certainly, we're, we're, we're not in it to capitalize off of a tragedy, but I'm also honest and transparent enough that 
I, I, I didn't mind showing my vulnerability today. Why am I vulnerable? Okay. Damari Austin's 24 years old. My youngest daughter is 24 years old. And you don't have to have kids the same age as Damari to understand this. You don't have to have a son that played football before, which I have. You don't have to have friends that played in the NFL, which I do. But you don't have to have that, that link in order to have a level of understanding about what sometimes feels like a contradiction. I saw the national championship game where Marvin Harrison Jr. received a hard, hard, vicious hit in the end zone. Everyone says, well, it changed the complexion of the game because had he not gotten hurt, Ohio State probably would have won because Georgia couldn't stop him. While that may be true, it was just a bigger issue. The bigger issue is that that kid lost consciousness and seemed to be separated from his senses. And folks wanted to argue whether it was targeting or not. It, if it's borderline, it's borderline, but I guarantee you his coaches wanted him to separate that kid from the ball because if he didn't, it would have been a touchdown and they probably would have lost. So there's this, there's this inner contradiction that we have a little bit with um, loving the game, loving football, respecting it, understanding what it is. But then also by the same token, they got segments called Jacked Up where, where they used to have them where you saw guys getting separated and not silly. And it doesn't really hit home until it hits home and it nearly costs them on their life. The very least it costs them their career. We've seen guys in the past get paralyzed where they, it was just like accidental. Daryl Stingley, when I was a kid uh, for the Patriots with a hit from Jack Tatum. There's a lineman from Detroit. I think he, he received CPR on the field. Uh, back in the day, of course, Ryan Shazier was injured and um, lost a lot of movement and function and, and had to retire. So we've seen stuff like that that was traumatic where guys were leaving the field and they gave the thumbs up. We didn't see anything like we saw last night where um, the guy had to be resuscitated. The young man had to be resuscitated on the field. And I know there's a lot of judgment from like, well, the NFL did this, the NFL did that. They rushed. They tried to five minutes, this five minutes, that look, I'm not in, we're not, we don't run multi-billion dollar companies. And I can tell you this, no decision is made quickly when it comes to a, a, a huge organization where there's a whole lot of layers to a lot of stuff. Um, and we know that. So rather than throwing sand and dirt on it, the only thing I will say is this. There's a lot of people talking about folks tweeting about, and I was one of them, talking about folks tweeting out about scheduling and saying that, hey, it's a question that has to be answered and you guys are overreacting. First of all, a professional communicator doesn't need you or anybody else to cape up for them and explain what they were trying to say. Because if, if, if that's the case, then it, and then they shouldn't be a professional communicator. That's one. Two, scheduling should not have been on the mind of anyone except the person who's in charge of scheduling for the NFL because that's their job. They're paid to stand in the paint. They're paid to stand in the paint when no one wants to stand in the paint. They're paid to, to make decisions when everyone else might be grieving, right? 
disaster preparedness. This is what some people do. If you're not that person, why is that even a thought? And 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 I think that's what 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 got me. And what got me is also that folks wanted to argue that it was legitimate. Nobody's arguing the legitimacy of it. People are arguing the timing. Like, why is that the thing that you're thinking about? And I just think we we've gotten to a point, and not all of us. I think ninety five percent of everybody was right where I was, and that doesn't mean that it was right, but. 95%, maybe more than that, was they were right there. We we sometimes the reason why I said the, the, the key word is timeout is because it's timeout for all of that stuff, man. It's timeout for social media, it's timeout for having think pieces, it's timeout for um talking about optics and semantics and all of these words that people use to describe their thought processes. At that point, it was about a human being and how do you get to the point where we're going to get to when we're talking about maybe the biggest week in Jaguars history where these guys have to go right back on the field and play that game the rough way, the, the way that could lead to that happening again and us actually cheering for it. I got a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it a theory, but I'll call it, maybe I'm trying to like realign our thinking here. Maybe what we cheer for is not the destruction of the other person. Maybe what we cheer for is the fact that these guys can do this and entertain us at that risk. And maybe what we have is we're rooting for one side or the other, but we still have an appreciation for the fact that they're doing things that most of us can't do. I recently had an, a, a, a situation where I got to retrain one of my lungs. I got a breathing machine sitting right here next to me. I can't walk down the hallway in my building without taking a deep breath. And these dudes are out here basically having a car accident every single play. And I and I cover the game that way. I it it always the thing that always bewildered me a little bit, and this is a little bit of a inside the behind the curtain is. Why do fans or why do people expect football players, gladiators of all gladiators, outside of maybe boxers and UFC guys, why do they expect them to be nice guys but also play a violent game? Why is it a requirement that – I'm not saying you need to be a murderer or somebody around here beating your wife. That, that's silly. But, like, this is a violent game and you got guys that have attitude problems. You think? You think? I never thought that football players should be the nicest people on earth. I don't expect them to be. I don't expect them to be mean and, and, and breaking a law, but I never thought guys that do that for a living are also guys that would just be like the nicest people on earth at the same time. I just don't, I just, I don't draw that correlation and a lot of people do. And I guess that's why I don't get angry at players as much as a lot of other people do. And I guess that's why I, I, I've been a little bit of a pro player type of guy because I understand the risk and I see the human side of it. You know, I, I've been around them a little bit. Just like I take up for media people. 
I take up for media people all the time. When guys write stories and they do their job and people go, oh, this guy's a racist or this guy's, this. I ain't know it. Now he's doing his job. If I wrote that same article, you wouldn't say that I was a racist. Or I know, it's, I know I'm rambling here, but I, I told everyone when I did this, I, I think I tweeted out that I was going to be a little vulnerable today because it's hard. It's hard. So what can, I don't have no answers, by the way. What can we do? How can we toe the line between wanting the Jaguars to play well and wanting to beat those Titans and wanting our team to be physical, but yet still still be human enough to understand that, that it's a very, very tough game and that things happen and that you don't want those things to happen. We'll talk about that in just a second here. The third and final segment of Locked On Jaguars. I have to let you know that Bet Online is our proud sponsor of today's show. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline.net, which is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all covered here at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at betonline.net as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts. And I told y'all about those New Jersey Nets. I told y'all they were going to get it together and eventually make a run. Yep. Seems like that's exactly what they are doing. Um. We thank you for joining us, making us your first listen on, Lock, on Locked on Jaguars. Ooh, it's a tough day, man. Tough day. You know, you just see a young man and you know his family uh, saw him in an ambulance and that he has to be on a, a breathing tube and put unconscious. Uh, we don't. I'm not a doctor. I don't have an update. I'm not going to try to pretend one to, to be one. Um, I know it's a, it's a tough situation. Anytime you, you see CPR and you see all the different experts around, you know, whether it's social media on TV saying what, you know, based on the information that they got and what was administered and how it was done, that the probabilities are this and this and this. And those things are tough to to, to acknowledge. We're still going to root for our favorite teams. We're still going to hope that the enemy goes down. Um, but how do you do that without feeling like you're selling out or how do you do that and not feel that, you know, you're allowing your consciousness to go out of the window just for the sake of winning. It's because those guys do it. The players, players play the game. They're going to go out and at some point. They're going to dap each other up and they're going to line it up. And when they line it up, if they can do it, then we should be able to cheer for them and do it without any guilt. Because at some point, they're going to do it without guilt. They're going to play the game because they know that there's a there's an on and off switch. Like once they're in competition, and then when competition's over, it's friendly. This is why they hug each other on the field after the games. Those guys have known each other since probably high school camps. You know, these camps that, that are, you know, for the best players in, in America, these guys meet each other when they're 14 years old and – the fans that get angry at them for 
talking on the field after the game need to pipe down a little bit, man. You you weren't out there playing. You weren't the one out there going through this. You weren't the one banging into. If they can, if they can be cool with each other after the game, you can be cool with the fact that they're cool with each other. It's it's no big deal. If they want to do a podcast with each other in the off season, let them do it without being angry at them. You weren't the one on the field, so we can take that same thing and reverse it. How do you, how do you, without guilt, root for your team to beat the hell out of the other team without knowing that you don't want a guy on the other team to be laid out like Demar Hamlin was and going through what him and his family are going through for the same reason? It's okay with those players. It's okay with them that at the end of the game that they can come together and shake each other's hand because they appreciate where they've been. So it's and then it's okay next week when they line it up that while they're in between those lines, they're going to do everything they can to win the game. If it's okay for them to do that, then it's okay for you to do it too. If it's okay for them to to say, no, to hell with the Titans this week. We're going to bust y'all's asses and we're going to send you home back to Nashville. If they can do it, so can you. But after the game, when they shake their, 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 their counterparts' hands and say, hey, man, good luck to you. God bless you and your family. If they can do that. You can do it too. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's called knowing when to take a timeout. It's knowing when to take a timeout. I know emotions run high. We shouldn't be fighting at games. Shouldn't be getting up in people's face, making people. I guess that's one of the things that I'm happy about, like with the way I grew up. Because the way I grew up, even in my own family. And I know today a lot of people call it bullying. My uncles rode me to death about the smallest things. Would toughen my skin up and I went online back and forth online one day with this this young lady and, and I, I said, that's not bullying where I come from. Where I come from, that's called creating, making your skin tough. They do it everywhere. They do it in boot camps in the military. They prepare you for life situations so that you ain't going to flip out and and start acting like the world is ending just because somebody's talking about you. Or you ain't going to trip out just because you see some adversity and you're going to run through it. Well, the girl told me that I was a perpetual bullier. She said, you're a product of your environment. You bully people because you pick at people and, and you joke with people. All I know is it worked for me and it's worked. I'm 53 years old and it's worked for my kids. It worked for a lot of people to where... They don't let stuff like that bother them too much, right? So I I don't get bothered by fans and or I don't get bothered so much about watching guys go at it and then at the end of the game, they're able to cut that switch off and, and be human. And maybe that's something we can learn. Maybe for every Dooku Kim um, and it doesn't happen very often, or Damari Hamlin, it doesn't happen very often, and it shouldn't, and I'm glad it doesn't, and thank you that it doesn't, and I wish Damari, Damari a speedy success and his and the best for him and his family. Maybe at some point we just have to realize, man, it's okay. It's a game. We can compete, but at the end of the day, when the game is over, call a timeout and realize that leave that where it was. Leave it where it was. It's okay. 
And I think at some point we'll realize as the week goes on, it's going to be okay for you guys to want to beat Tennessee. It's going to be okay for you guys to want to win this game. It's going to be okay for you guys to want your team to be physical. And I just hope that at some point, and it's in due time, I don't care when it happens, but or if it happens, that those players get to the point, especially the Bengals and, and the Bills, that they get to the point where they're okay. But they get to the point where they're okay and um, because they saw it firsthand. And if they don't get to the point where they're ever okay to, to play the game the way they used to play, then we need to adjust. We need to adjust and figure it out. I don't want you to figure out that um, – or have to figure out whether or not I'm genuine about what we do here on Locked on Jaguars. We are. This isn't my favorite show to do for uh, obvious reasons, but it had to be done, and we have to come to work, and we have to do what we have to do. And I don't have the answers for you, but maybe a little bit of perspective will match some of your perspective, and we can sit like a bungee cord and stretch those things together. And and I'm all ears, man. Um, I'm paid to have the answers, but I don't have them today. And I'm okay with that. Y'all take care of each other. And um, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Jaguars.